Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, my name is Josh. And welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And a conspiracy, it is. Man, I mean, I'm wondering what's happening on this season of, uh, season 2023 of Earth. If you're wondering, pay attention tonight because you're going to find out because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about this planet. We're talking about what is happening in this world. We're talking about... What certain groups and organizations are doing to bring about tyranny and oppression, to subvert your freedoms, your rights, your liberties, your, your, your institutions, your government, the education of your, your children. Man, you know what? Even after it all, even with all the things going on, it's an amazing time to be alive. And I think we can all kind of understand that. It's weird. It's weird not having Vince in my ear, but it, it, it's... Uh, it definitely is an interesting time to be alive because right now we are coming into this point where there's there's two battles, right? There's the battle of the good guys and there's the battle of the bad guys. I mean, if you even want to call it the good guys versus the bad guys, it's all a matter of perspective at this point. Uh, it's the gl- battle of the globalists versus the battle of the people that don't want globalism. And then there's all of us, the people who really don't get a word or a say. And it's been that way for a very long time on this planet. Um, I thought about a little, uh, quite a few different topics to top, talk about tonight. And, you know, in, in that, I, I was kind of like, I've been watching various different videos. I don't really watch too many podcasts anymore, but I, I just watch a little, you know, videos to get content and information like that. And, uh, you know, I came across some interesting things. One of the things was that the story of John Teeter came back up. And I remember this story, like when it first came out, if you remember this. Um, and I mean, some people have came and claimed to have been John Teeter back in the day and said that, uh, you know, it was all just a, a social experiment or whatnot. But what if, what if there was something more of this? What if there was probable time travelers and they had came back or came to this point in time? Would we see evidence of that? Well, I think it's kind of interesting because you know, we do have the Mandela effect, which I think could be reminiscent of those types of things. But, you know, when I looked at kind of John Teeter's predictions, these were about a decade off in coincidence with Nostradamus's predictions, which I thought kind of interesting. A global pandemic, a nuclear war, civil war in the United States, these types of things. And so... I find it kind of interesting that there was this parallel between these two theories. Now, anybody who's a, a student of history can go back. They can understand uh, the, fifth, the fourth turning, the, the, the book generations in the sense where this happens every 90 years, these types of things. But, but still, it, it's just one of those points of curiosity for me to look back and see what potentially people predicted. Now, for those who don't know John Teeter, um, back in the late 1990s, early 2000s, he came on, uh, um, well, he faxed Art Bell, which was the host of Coast to Coast AM during that time, and claimed to be a time traveler. And he said that, uh, you know, in 2034, humanity develops time travel. This is uh, done because of discovery, which this is interesting, 
because of a discovery of fusion energy, which gave them the power source to amp up CERN, and CERN produces its first singularity. They realize that a singularity has two different spins. One spin is forward in time, one spin is backwards in time, and they can utilize this to change the dynamic of time. Now, it's kind of interesting because it makes a lot of sense, and the way that he described time travel um, was utilizing a 1950s model called the tipler bow model, I think it was, of time travel. But... I just find it interesting to look at like that because we had this kind of um, talk and discussion when it came to Donald Trump and Fred Trump, uh, or sorry, John, uh, his uncle, his uncle John Trump, and Nikola Tesla technology. And then you have the uh, <clears throat> the Ingersoll, Ingersoll Lockwood books, the last Trump, uh, the last president, the uh, the adventures of Little Baron Trump, these types of things. And you gotta wonder, may, maybe. That was really what has been happening this whole time, that these things that we see flying in the sky, these, these, these little balls that we think are UAPs or UFOs are actually just probes from the future. Um, th there had been rumor that, <clears throat> excuse me, there had been rumor that Roswell was not extraterrestrial craft, but was instead, um, you know, us from the future coming back here. And what happened is that their point in time when they decided to come back uh, from time coincided with a large uh, burst of electromagnetic energy that came from one of the uh, the satellite or not the satellites one of the radars that was going on at the military base close by and <clears throat> so this is what caused them the crash I, I don't know just throwing it out there um, it's it, it's interesting stuff but getting back to what's happening right now we are living in biblical times and if you know me in the sense of how I believe of that, um, what I really mean is that this is a spiritual war. That from out of this, new spiritual doctrines will be written. New precedences will be made. That humanity moving forward from this point will have a, a new understanding of, of life and spirituality, of, of, of togetherness. Um, and this is one of the other things that I took from John Teeter is because he talked about how many people in the future look back at this time as, you know, just mindless drones and, uh, you know, people who didn't understand their, their civil liberties or their rights or their freedoms or any understood what any of that stuff actually meant. And we kind of look at, look at it like, wow, you know, there's, there's a lot of truth to what he said, you know, 30 years ago. But also, there's a lot of stuff that just didn't happen. But if we think about altered timelines, skewed timelines, and how they affect, you know, we go into the 16-year plan. We go into understanding that, you know, John Teeter predicted that there would have been a nuclear war in 2015. But we almost had a nuclear war in 2015 for people who weren't paying attention with Hillary Clinton in Russia. And if she had been president, if Donald Trump didn't step up, she would have been president. There probably would have been a nuclear war before she ever took office. So, I mean, there's all these transitions that can happen within timelines in the multidimensional theory, if you want to look at it like that. But I like coming back to like now and kind of perceiving these things in the past that have came about and, and what, they, what they meant. And even if they were, you know, the, the imaginings of somebody just creating this in their mind and publishing it on the internet saying that that was, it's good to go back and look because, you know, people have prophetic visions. People have these different types of, of, of dreams 
that can bring them to various different realizations. Um, I'm going to share with you one one such. I got to I got to download it real quick because um, I can't necessarily share it from there. Um, let me see if I can do this. I, I might be able to share clear. directly in this. I might be able to share this. No, that's that's the wrong one. For years. It's eight minutes long. I'll, I'll give you a synopsis of it. But this is from Glenn Beck. I don't know when the show was. I think it's an older show. <clears throat> but this is Glenn Beck. He was talking about, and I posted this on my Telegram. So if you're looking for the video, I posted it on my Telegram. And this is kind of where my mind has been the last few days. And because I have dreams and my dreams are very, very important to me. And I try to remember them and I write them down. And I've had very prophetic dreams in my past. But Glenn Beck talks about this time how um, he, he moved out of New York City or out of New York. And um, the reason is, is because he had an illness and his illness had to deal with not getting enough REM sleep. Um, and he started dreaming again after 10 years. And how he had this dream one night and that he was walking into the White House and behind him were three people. And the people that he was passing were looking at the people behind him and they were petrified, scared of whoever it was. And he said that the people were wearing these uniforms. And he didn't know what the uniforms were then, but he knows what those uniforms are now. And so, and I actually am going to go give a, uh, a perspective of what these uniforms potentially could have been. Um, but he was goes into this room and they all sit down and, and the men come up and they take three people out of the room. Then he hears gunshots and then they tell him that, you know, you know, he's next, but they got something different in store for him and that he doesn't realize who they really are. And the guy pulls his face off and it's a demon. And he wakes up petrified and he he goes on to say that this was a horrifying dream and he, he remembered it um, and that it like kind of guided his his life from that point. What was interesting is he says then a spiritual leader that you would you would know um, in society called him up and said, hey, we, we need to have a talk. Why don't you come on out to the, the farm or the ranch? And he drove out there with his wife and his wife was all excited. And the night before he had the same dream again. And he gets to the spiritual leader's house and he sits down and the spiritual leader comes up and I'm assuming it's a, a Christian minister or something, sits on the arm of the couch and looks at him and goes, you know, God, God talks to people. He talks to us and he, he talks to us from many different ways, including dreams. You know what I mean, right? And he goes, never discount those dreams. Those dreams are very, very true. Now, isn't that interesting? And Glenn came out and was like, whoa, this, this is some real serious stuff. And he said it changed his whole perspective on the world and how this stuff was unfolding. Now, if you're wondering what I believe that those uniforms looked like that Glenn was thinking about, that he said he knows them now, this is what I believe those uniforms look like. This is what I'm thinking he was talking about. Um, you know, Klaus Schwab and his little, his little suit that he has. And anyways... Just for me, when, when he said uniforms, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. But I, I think it's important to heed those warnings. Not that Glenn Beck was 100% correct. Dreams and visions come in symbolic representation. That symbolic representation typically aligns with your already produced mental imagery 
that you've had throughout your whole life through various forms of education, indoctrination, experiences, um, social construct, multimedia, these types of things. So him seeing the demon, quote, had just been derived from his Christian background, right? And that he sees that as such, but it could have been something completely different. Or it could have been a representation of these people are not who you expect them to be there, that they're just pure evil. It, there's a lot of ways to interpret that dream. For me, I've never had dreams that were like that, which I think is good. I think I've had a few in the past that were kind of similar, but not like a, a being taking its face off and being a demon or anything like that. Watch, now I'll have one tonight. But... What I'm trying to say is that we're, we're in a spiritual warfare right now and that things that are happening are happening for a reason. Um, a lot of things that are being unveiled are being unveiled because, number one, this is the movement of the world. Is we're in the time of the great unveiling, the apocalypse. We're in the time where the veil is being lifted upon the truth. Number two is when that veil unlifts and that truth be known, gives opportunities to people like you and me to rise up and do something about it. For if we sit idly by and we don't do anything, then all is lost. Then, then we deserve the thousand years of darkness because if we stand and do nothing, who are we? Who, who are we to say that we deserve freedom? And I think that that's important that we, we have to come to this realization that it's at that point where we have to fight back. It's at that point where we have to organize. I watched this video this weekend of, of BLM, I think it was in Tennessee or something, and they were armed to the teeth and they were uh, protesting, basically protesting for reparations, but armed to the teeth. And you know, if, if a group of, of just patriots did that, veterans did, went out there and did this, it would be mainstream media and it would be all over the place and people would be yelling and screaming at them, right? And the media would be making a mockery of these people. But see, that's the thing. Is the other side is well prepared. They're well organized. And that they're controlling the narrative to a large degree. They've infiltrated every single aspect of our lives. Social, political, academic, educational. Um, that The people in the upper echelons, they, they control... The world order, they control the supply chain, raw materials, production, manufacturing, distribution. And so people like you and me, we have to come together with ideas and we have to think. We have to think of probable solutions that can be implemented during this point in time as this has already drawn out of how to fight back. And I'm not talking, you know, civil wars or violence or anything like this, but I'm talking more in the sense of using our minds to come together, to get together and organize, to get together and collaborate, to get together and start removing these people from office the way we actually know how to do. <clears throat> so I actually talked about this a, a little bit last week, is that what I wanted to do is create a civilian intelligence agency, that we go out there and let's say that it's an election year and you have some candidates that are running for, for Congress or they're running for school board or whatever it might be. And it's during that time that you have a portfolio of evidence based upon these people, that you go out there and you collect it. Think about it doing a military background check for a top secret clearance. You go out there and you do your due diligence on these people. You find what their background record states. You, you do, you pay for the, 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 the research on these people. You, get, you hire private investigators to go and research these people. And when this information comes back, guess what? They become ruined politically. 
And there's a great example of this right now on the right. George Santos, if you, if you checked out this guy, this guy is 100% a pathological liar. And he's a Republican. And he's from New York. And he's one of the turned Congress seats. I, I don't care. The guy's a pathological liar. I don't care that he's, you know, wearing drag or any of that. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that the, the content of his character is tarnished. I care about the fact that he lied to his constituents to their face. That he used false pretenses to get elected. Okay? Now, here's the thing. is If you had the civilian intelligence agency, they would go out there. And they would have found this out before. Ahead of time. This guy would have never have won the primary. And if you do this for school board members, you do this for county board, you do this for, for, for your state representatives and for your congressmen, guess what? Now all, all of a sudden you're, put, you're, you're limiting the field of the people that can go and actually represent you and run for office. You're removing the filth, the scum, the corruption from those offices. And you say, well, you know, it's not an election. Well, who cares? If you have a school board out there, that is public the, the, the financing that they do, the amount of money that they're taking and utilizing for their own personal expenses, that, that is public domain information and you have every right to request that through FOIA requests or through downloading it through their own websites, going out there and saying, hey, look, you know, they got a budget of $3 million in this one school district. $3 million in a school district. This is one of the Minnesotas. $3 million for this school district. Okay, how is that school board spending this money? I want to know every single personal transaction that that chairman and everybody else are writing off for expenses. I want to know where they're traveling to. I want to know, I want to know these types of things that they're spending taxpayer dollars on because I guarantee you they're corrupt. I guarantee you there is spending in there that is questionable and will remove them from office. I guarantee you there are things in their background, skeletons in their closet that will make them resign and step down. So we have to look at a different perspective upon this multi-domain battlefield, this, this fifth generation warfare, which deals with information. If we are the masters of intelligence, the masters of information, if we are the ones out there that now control the news, we are the media, then it's time to act like it. It's time to do our due diligence to go out there and start investigating, researching, doing all these things on these people. And so if you're interested in that, let me know. I mean, I've, I, I've started, but it's overwhelming because I'm just one person. And what I'd like to see is I'd like to see telegram groups forming. I'd like to see social red pill groups forming to where people specifically do exactly that. Is they go, hey, look, let's look up this guy today. What can you guys all find? They build a portfolio and they take that portfolio and we'll start publishing them on a website. Build a portfolio, we'll publish it. And then you take that, that, that district spending or that, that, that state spending and you find out what they're personally spending st tax dollars on. And this becomes ammunition during election years. This becomes ammunition at school board meetings where you can go in there and say, hey, look, you know what? Look, uh, yeah, my name is so-and-so and this is a little bit of research that we did and this is what we found. We've already handed this over to the, the authorities and it's time for you to step down. We want your resignation now. Because here's the thing, think about people like Joe Biden. Think, think about Joe Biden. If this was going on, Joe Biden would have never even have been a senator. He would have never been vice president and he sure in the hell would have never been hand selected to be president.
Because just by seeing the level of incompetency from Joe Biden over the last two years, but more so in the last few months, just from these classified documents, there's no way in hell that this guy could have ever been senator and held a security clearance. But he did. And he did because we the people didn't do our due diligence. We didn't go out there and we didn't investigate. We didn't go out there and hold these people accountable when we did investigate. And so I think that there has to be this transition, this shift in the way that we perceive public officials, government, people of authority. I think there has to be this transition where where civilians, people, begin to get integrated directly into the rights and the freedoms and the preservation of those rights and the freedoms. And it starts with using those rights and those freedoms. And so here we start off right here. Look at this. FBI finds more classified documents in a 13-hour search of Biden's home. FBI agent found more classified documents at his home. Uh, other classified documents were found earlier this month in November at the Washington Think Tank. Attorney General Merrick Garland earlier this month appointed a special counsel to investigate them. Ex-President Donald Trump is under criminal investigation by another special counsel for taking hundreds of classified documents home from the White House. No, he's not. That's actually hogwash. But, you know, it's interesting here because they say during a consensual search lasting nearly 13 hours. Consensual. They, they want you to make, make you think that, oh, yeah, you know, oh, Joe Biden, oh, you found some documents. Oh, go in my house and... Go ahead and look for more. Yeah, see what see whatever you can find in there. Yeah, it's consensual because he knows he's facing a shitstorm of investigations coming back at him, especially with House Republicans in the place, right? And so my theory, and I've had this theory for a while, that they're going to remove China Joe. I've said this for a long time. They're going to remove China Joe. And now we're starting to see how they're going to do that. And look, there's going to be bipartisan support to remove Joe Biden. The same reason that there's support to remove Adam, uh, Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff. The same reason why Nancy Pelosi is retiring from politics. Same with Dianne Feinstein. Because they are the influence of China. And if you don't understand how this works, think about it like this. Is that the world is a multi-headed hydra. Right? In the sense of the, the cr crime syndicates the criminal elite and all these people. It's a multi-headed hydra. When you cut off one head, another rises and takes its place. But these heads, they're all fighting each other. They all want a piece of the other person's pie, but they all have like kind of like these organized goals that they're all working towards. The number one goal that they're all working towards is less of you and me, depopulation. And I can't stress this enough. If you're sitting here Watching the narrative that's unfolding in the world. And you're like, ah, they're not depopulating the world, dude. You're crazy. You're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention and telling me I'm crazy, then it's, then it's that person who shall fall to the ignorance of the world. It's that person who most likely will become a victim of the games that are being played. So it's becoming more and more apparent every day. And we're going to get into some of that with some of the news that we're going to cover. That's my monologue, but I, I think it was important to cover because I, I, I wanted to talk about a few different topics. And I think that those were, were good points to make that, you know, we have to look at the world from a different perspective. We have to take a different approach to dealing with this problem specifically. That this isn't just going to go away. It's not going to just wash away. We can't just turn our backs and say, oh, someone will have to fix it for us. We have to be that catalyst of change, that catalyst of action in the world.
And that only happens through organization, through a a a following of our moral, ethical, and, and uh, principles, right? And through this organization that is that is brought together for collaboration. And so, I'm always looking for volunteers. We're uh, we're trying to still put together this this Zoom for. Uh, um, for survivability, homesteading, these types of things. That will be coming soon. Um, I got to reach back out to the people. Um, there's also, what else we have this week? Um, might not, I might not be on Friday, but Vince will definitely be with you Friday. Um, working on the whole move and house stuff. It's just a shit storm right now. But trying to figure all that out. I'm glad to see everybody out there. We've got some uh, people jumping in on all different channels and walks of light. Let me go up here in the pilled. There's one thing that and I so, have to do on pilled. We have to release the scratching. And so I'm going to release the scratching for everybody right there. Uh, I'm going to go into D live for everybody and we're going to release the, uh, the chest. And by the way, guys, we do have the battle of the streams going on. The uh, battle of the streams is between D live pilled rumble and now Facebook. And so how this works is uh, you guys can just help donate to uh, the, the support to Red Pill Project and everything we do. And so it's much appreciated in how you guys do that. Um, and there you go on DLive. Rewards are being distributed. And much appreciated for all the donations that have came in. And let me check out Rumble real quick. And yep, you guys are rocking and rolling. Everybody is up and running. And Rumble changed their, their layout. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Um, but we had a fun show the other night uh, on uh, Conversations on the Fringe. We just had a nice little conversation, just chit-chatting about various different th things. But going, um, well, anyways, so that's kind of the announcements for the week. I don't really have, the chest disappeared. Oh, sorry. I just went out and put the chest out there. Um, what else? No more new announcements this week. We're still working on our rebrand. Um, the, the the screen that you see here that I'm like encompassed in, all that's going to change here hopefully by the end of the week. We just have to get it all built up and, and ready to go. The website, if you haven't checked it out, redpills.tv is now launched with its new format. I hope that's working a lot better for people. I know there are some navigational problems on the old one and it was just really cluttered. This one's really easy to navigate. Um, and really easy to get to the links. Uh, what kicked you off? Uh, I've never seen the chest anymore. I'll, I think I, I thought I was the only one that saw the chest. But anyways, um, so here we have the FBI finds more classified documents of Biden. And then right after this, we get Ron Klain exit as chief of staff is a huge loss for Joe Biden. It is a huge loss for Joe Biden because this is a massive deep stater. This is an Obama holdover, right? And I think that this is the first sign and indication that Joe Biden is moving out the door. Okay? Huge indication that Joe Biden's moving out. Ron Klain and um, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, these are the two people that have been running the government because Joe is incompetent. The fact that Ron Klain is moving out, if you see Blinken step down as Secretary of State, that's going to be a clear indication that something is going on high level. Um, but Ron Klain moving out, I think, is a massive move and loss for Joe Biden. And I do say a loss for Joe Biden, but a loss 
not necessarily for the deep state because I think what they're doing is they're they're starting to move people into organization to kind of uh, get rid of Joe Biden to set Joe Biden up to get rid of him before 2024 or make sure he doesn't run in 2024. Now, who's coming in his place is going to be Jeff Zentz. And so this is interesting. Uh, former vice, vice president Joe Biden's picks COVID-19 misinformation propagandist Jeff Zients to be his new chief of staff. Uh, and so listen to Jeff Zients here. Zients, Zients, I think it's Zients. Let's listen to what he has to say. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. For the unvaccinated... Hmm. And this is his climate, uh, this is his uh, COVID-19 czar, who now is going to become his chief of staff. Just another globalist, another deep stater. And, uh, yep, I think that this is coming in the point in time of the transition of Joe Biden out the door. I could be wrong, but I think that we are living in epic times right now and that we're about to see epic things happen. Things that we couldn't even believe were possible in this country. And have you noticed that since Donald Trump left office, the things that have came and happened in this country are frigging unbelievable. We're, we're going to talk about some of this stuff today. I mean, this is, this is episode 2023 of Planet Earth. I mean, come on. Let, let's get it on with, right? At the World Economic Forum, UN regulators issue stern warning to Elon Musk. I always let's, let's listen to this. Bullshit propaganda. Oh, uh, our message was clear. We have the rules, which has to which have to be complied with, and otherwise there will be sanctions. So they're going to sanction Elon Musk over what they deem to be speech, not censoring. And see, this is what happens when you have a tyrannical, oppressive, totalitarian dictatorship take over your country, which happened in Europe in the 1990s, the European Union. And it was interesting that the collapse of the Soviet Union coincided with the creation of the European Union. I don't think there was any... Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think there was any uh, surprise on that one, right? Um, you know, I'm going to switch gears for a second because I wanted to talk about this Damar Hamlin thing because this is getting weirder and weirder. This is Damar, Damar Hamlin. Hamlin the is in the building. He's in the building. Yes. If they show him in the stadium in any capacity, it will blow the doors off of this place. Now, you hear what he says there. If they show him in the building in any capacity. Damar Hamlin just showed up, and it looks like his mom and his little brother is there. Oh, oh we great. love to see it. Stay tuned. It's the Bengals. Bill. So you can get a live frontal shot of his mom and his brother, but this is like the only thing you're going to see of Damar Hamlin right here. Right there. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm having a problem understanding that's Damar Hamlin. The problem is, is he's wearing this mask, and he's covering his face this whole time, and then he posted this earlier. He posts clone ninja. Clone ninja. I, I don't know. There's something weird going on here. And, and apparently he's saying that's for all the trolls out there. But I don't know. People are saying that, uh, you know, Damar died. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to speculate on any of that stuff. Uh, but I don't think he's out of the woods yet. I think 
other people can agree with me on that, is that this dude got hit in the chest and had a heart attack on the field, most likely because of the COVID-19 shoddy shot bioweapon jabby jab. And uh, so he's definitely not out of the woods. He's dead, you all. Know your medicine. There you go. I, <laughs> I can't speculate on if someone else is dead or not until I see the evidence, right? But there's something definitely weird about what's happening. If he dies in a car accident in the next few days, then you'll know he died a week ago, right? And that would be a psyop being portrayed. And that would be actually really, really good. I, you know, I mean, if you wanted to cover up something of that major significance, someone dying on the field due to the vaccine and people blaming it on the vaccine, what would you do? You'd say that he's still alive. You'd bring him out. You'd show him to everybody in the world. And then a few days later, he, he you know, dies in a car accident. <laughs> I'd have questions. But I think that that's probable, he's, that he's going to die in a car accident. I don't know. I, I, just a theory, just a thought. If I'm right, oh, that's going to be crazy. This is uh, J.K. Rowling, and she says, A few Scotland's wonderfully progressive and kind politicians posing proudly in front of banners calling for women to be decapitated and eaten. Oh, yeah, that's right. Unbelievable. You know, and, and J.K. Rowling, decapitate the turfs. <laughs> you know, I, I think that she's politically conservative, um, and she's the one that uh, wrote Harry Potter, of course, but listen, there's a lot of people out there right now who are being very, very outspoken about what's happening in the world. And I think it's not only shocking these people to what's happening in the world, but it's shocking and scaring quite a lot of other people. You got to imagine how many people at that upper level, upper echelon of millionaire and billionaire's table that are not part of this plan, that are not in the cool boys club, that are watching this unfold going, I'm going to lose everything. And they're probably saying, I'm not going to let this happen. And they're probably doing everything in their power to rise up and support people to fight for them. And I know this to be a fact with some people, that there are multiple levels of, there are multiple levels of billionaires in a few different states that I'm aware of, I don't know their names specifically, that are funding certain patriot organizations. They're funding a lot of the truth stuff. And the reason they're doing that is because they understand what's to come and what they're going to lose and what America's going to lose. And I think, I think it's important to know this. This guy. Okay, so if you watched Atlanta this weekend, there was some rioting. Um, here is a description of what happened in Atlanta this weekend. This is why they were rioting in Atlanta this weekend. So People that came from California, Maryland, Ohio, Virginia, not even from here, Pennsylvania. Um, and they have a group called Save the Atlanta Forest. So they started squatting there, camping out there, basically starting homeless camps there. And the SWAT team and state troopers came in to move them out because they're trying to build a building there. And one of them shot at a state trooper and put him in the hospital. Well, because he wanted to play that game, he got shot and killed. So yesterday, seven of those were charged with domestic terrorism. And they were calling for a night of rage in Atlanta to go and destroy Atlanta, even though this guy got killed for shooting at a cop. So now, as we speak, they're rioting in Atlanta, burning cop cars, breaking windows, setting fires. It's just crazy. Okay. 
So a guy shoots at a cop, injures the cop, gets killed, and the left loses their mind. Oh my God, this is such injustice. How can you do this, you Nazis? Why would you shoot a person that tried to shoot at another person? I don't know, fucktard, but it makes a lot of sense to me why that guy's dead. All right. Incoming Democrat whip Catherine Clark recalls child waking up with nightmares over climate change. Breaking son of Democrat House Minority Whip Catherine Clark arrested for assaulting a cop during the Antifa Boston event. You can't make this shit up. Uh, Congresswoman Catherine Clark's non-binary Antifa son arrested for defacing Boston Common Monument with all cops are bastards in the end product of neglecting neglected parenting. And I would agree with that one. That this is what you're seeing today. Is you're seeing... It's not necessarily bad parenting. But I also want to throw this back in this back level. When our little friend of ours said, follow the wives, there's also one other thing that you have to follow. Follow the children. Look what the children are doing. Go look, obviously, at Hunter Biden. Go look at Catherine Clark's son. Go look at the mayor of New York City's daughter. Why are they all members of Antifa? Why were Nancy Pelosi's kids at the January 6th event? Filming it. Doing interviews. Why was Jaden X the son of a three-star military general who just happened to be a part of a uh, nuclear or non-nuclear kind of semi-nuclear incident? There's something going on here with their children as well. And a lot of these children, by the way, are adopted. Isn't that interesting? I wonder where they're actually coming from, these children. Another part of kind of how this all unfolds is this global economic collapse. And we see the, the foundation of this being built now. We know that this is coming. And we, all we have to do is just look at indications of this around and listen to really what these people say. U.S. Secretary Janet Yellen says U.S. default could spark a financial crisis and undermine the dollar's role as a reserve currency. Why is she saying this now? Does anybody raise your hand? I get it. I know why she's saying She's saying this because China and Saudi Arabia, OPEC, just made a deal to clear all oil transactions in the Chinese Wong and to clear them through the Shanghai Exchange. And then they invited all other OPEC nations or all other countries that do business with OPEC to do the same thing. The petrodollar is dead. The dollar itself is hyperinflated. They're going to do everything in they can possible to basically mitigate... This dollar, manipulate this dollar to keep it stabilized, to, to keep the debt flowing, to keep the money printing. I mean, just, just last week, we're, we're at this debt crisis in, in, in the, uh, we reached the debt limit in Congress, right? And they're like, oh, okay, well, we need to do something. And the day they decided to do something, they gave $2.5 billion to Ukraine, but at the same time, they cut two major federal pension funds. And they're not going to be funding them for six months. Unfreaking believable. And guess what, guys? This isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. This is this is bipartisan of how this is happening. And actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually we'll do that. We're gonna go. Um, 
We're going to save that like that. I want to play this video for you. This is a different video I have. But it's a video that makes a lot of sense in, the, in what we are talking about here. Hold on, let me, let me find this. How are you guys all doing tonight? Is everybody doing well out there? We're getting some, oh no, not don't lock up on me. There it is, okay. Let me see here, come on. Ugh. Man, I, you know, my, my computer is having some memory problems. I gotta clean it up a little bit. I'm glad you guys are doing good out there. But you ever have where your file explorer locks up and it just... That's kind of where I am right now. It is clear. Okay, there it is. I got the video. We're just going to go ahead and play this video. This is uh, Catherine Austin Fitz. It is clear. In October 2019, when everybody in America was being entertained by the teenage sex life of the Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh, the House, the Senate, and the White House, Democrat and Republican, both sides of the aisle, got together and approved Statement 56 of the Federal Accounting Advisory or Standards Advisory Board, which said that they could keep secret books. That was everybody together. Okay, so so there is no right versus left. There is no Trump versus Biden. There is a machine in control of a spending machine that is financed with our taxes and debt borrowed in our name that is being sold into our pension funds and into our retirement accounts. There is that machine and that machine to keep balancing the books is implementing a depopulation plan. That is the reality that has to be faced and changing the president won't matter. Now, if you got your head out of Washington and started to focus on your state legislators and local leaders, you could start to make progress protecting yourself against the machine. And that's what we need to talk about. Boom. And well said. But you know, she's the former undersecretary of housing and urban development. Under Bush. Okay. And she just said it right there. Depopulation agenda. Depopulation agenda. I mean, how many more warnings do we need to have before we understand what's really happening here? So going back to the economic aspect, we're going to talk about the depopulation part here in a second, but going back to the economic part, anybody out there using chat GPT? I know I am, but guess what? Microsoft invests billions in chat GPT firm OpenAI. So now Bill Gates is moving in to grab that data from all the chat GPT users. Now, I kind of like ChatGPT, although it has gone woke, and that's because it has a limited access to data and information, but um, we are on a cusp of something massive here with these, uh, these automated computer machine learning technologies. But I found it interesting that Microsoft is jumping in to invest billions in Elon Musk's company, OpenAI. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm telling you, it's going to be interesting to see a lot of people like you and me who are using that type of thing no longer use it because now Microsoft's investing in it. But, you know, I'm sitting saying that in front of a, uh, a Microsoft Windows computer. So it's not like they don't already have my data. But anyways. All right. Depopulation. 
how do we know depopulation is occurring? If you listen to the Dark Delight show earlier, you would have heard me talk about this. This is Prime Minister Kishida of Japan says they are in the brink of social dysfunction as the birth rate falls. In thinking of sustainability and inclusiveness, our nation's economy and society, we place child-rearing support as our most important policy. He's contending with low ratings, but major uh, policy speech on the opening day of the 115-day ordinary diet session, he spoke about the issue um, of increased defense spending, diplomatic commitments to emerging countries, and nurturing startups. He also talked about how there's a massive population problem, low birth rate in Japan. And they go into the numbers here about that. But to give you an idea, is what's happening in Japan is that you have too many elderly, because they're living a lot longer there, that are on government support, pensions, these types of things, and you have a way less young. And then you have a middle generation that is not moving into the workforce to substantiate the loss of jobs of people retiring. And so also, most people in Japan they don't have kids, and if they have a kid, it's just one because they're very conservative within their lifestyle. And if they typically have kids, they're going to have them later in life. So this is not a good thing for Japan, but it's not a good thing for the world because the same thing is happening all throughout the world. It's not just Japan that's facing this crisis. The United States decreased in population for the first time in its history last year. And this year is going to be even worse because we know what's coming in the sense of the population depopulation agenda. What I mean by that is the shoddy jab-jab. Remember, we still have uh, catastrophic contagion coming. And that's all the kids that are now coming into that 18-month, the 24-month period who got vaccinated, who are about to have massive, massive problems. And un- that's as unfortunate as I could even say. I mean, I can't even... I know we all feel pain when talking about that, but it's a real thing that we're going to have to deal with in this society. European Union agrees to give 500 million euros to arm Ukraine. <laughs> it, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, this this proxy war is nothing but a an, an embezzlement fund, right? Money laundering fund and a transference of wealth fund. That that's really what's happening right here. They're making Ukraine the richest country in the world. And they're giving the, their defense minister who has allegations of fraud for taking, what, $400,000 of uh, this fund money that came from the United States? Oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. We know that this money's been going to the oligarchs, that the oligarchs have been taking all the weapons and defense that are coming in there, portions of it, and selling it on the black market and getting it down to Northern Africa, the armed militant camps that are ran by China. We know this. But you're not going to see about that on the news because, well, they don't want you to know about that. They don't care to let you know where your tax dollars are actually being spent. Spotify to lay off 6% of the workforce as a number of tech jobs cut grows. And yeah, we have the highest jobless claims rate and, you know, with the, you know, the reduction in the, the history of mankind. Joe Biden, right? But yet companies still start laying off employees. Uh, this is in Germany. Ford plans to cut 3,200 jobs in a Germany factory. And then today, well, how about social uh, or infrastructure destabilization? Pakistan hit by nationwide power outage after grid failure. Businesses and hospitals suffered. Officials refused to comment on when electricity will be fully restored. So Islamabad, Pakistan, Pakistan has suffered a nationwide power outage. The, okay, firstly... 
I want you to read this and kind of understand what's happening here. The energy energy minister said uh, system frequency of the national grid went down at 7.34 a.m. on Monday morning. Um, system maintenance work is progressively rapidly, is progressing rapid. Uh, power minister said that the, the, the national grid switches off power generation units temporarily at night during the winter to save fuel costs. Um, the entire country of 220 million lost power on Monday morning due to a major breakdown in the national grid when the voltage fluctuation occurred between the cities of Jamshoro and Dadu in the southern province of Sinda in Pakistan's power minister Durham Destik Khan said. Um, however, this morning when the systems were turned on at 7.30 a.m. one by one, frequency variations were reported in the southern part of the country between those two cities and the uh, there was a fluctuation in the voltage and power generating units were shut down one by one due to cascading impact. Um, this is not a major crisis. The whole country was out power and this was not a major crisis. Now I have a weird thing about this because I, when I woke up this morning, one of the first things that I do, one of the first things I do when I wake up in the morning is I, I look at various news organizations. So the first place I look is Drudge Report. And it's not that I get my information from Drudge Report. It's just a good kind of like uh, visual analysis of the word. You can just read the headlines and then you can kind of start seeing what's happening in the world, or at least what the major stories are being talked about. And when I went on this morning, they said India had lost power. A portion of India had lost power. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Then I hear it's the whole country of Pakistan, but now I can't find the India article. And so you want to know what I'm thinking. And yes, I'm going to go to conspiracy route with this. Is this wasn't an accident. That this was a cyber attack. Exactly what we've been seeing all these times before. They are testing the grids of these people. They are, they are hitting them with small little fluctuations and variations to see if they can take down the grid. I think that that's what's really going on here. And I think that you're going to see some massive ones next. You remember just in the World Economic Forum last week, they said, you're going to see massive cyber attacks. We're seeing them. They're already happening, but they're not going to come out and tell you it was because if, if the country of Pakistan came out and said, we just got hit with a cyber attack that took out our whole grid, India is going to move in and say, well, we're, we're, going, to, we're going to invade you then because you have no power, right? Like, come on. It, it, you can't come out and say that you know, there's a cyber attack and our whole power grid went down in our country because that is a point of vulnerability. And now your enemies will go out there and start exploiting those points of vulnerability, even though it might have been one of your one of your enemies doing this. But I think what there is, is that there's a few organizations most likely working together on this planet, criminal organizations, and they are testing. So we had the NATAM system a few weeks ago. Now we're seeing power grids being affected in uh, in Pakistan, potentially even India. I want you to pay attention over the next two weeks. There is going to be other events like this. And we have to pay attention to catch them because they're going to happen to second world or third world countries. You might even have a few in some first world countries, but you're going to start seeing them happen. Why? Because we're talking about social, cultural destabilization, attacks on infrastructure, global economic collapse. If you want to position a firestorm, fire sale event, strategically you got to have all these things occur within a specified time period boom 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 and this is what i believe that they're preparing for 
Uh, Jean-Pierre, House Republicans are using their narrow majority to force Americans' people to pay higher gas prices. These extreme policies would subject working families to immense financial pain. Of course, Jean-Pierre. Let's, let's listen to you say this. Now, House Republicans are using their n narrow majority to force the American people to pay higher gas prices just as big oil companies are amassing record profits. What's even more alarming is that this, isn't, this, is, only, this is not the only attempt by House Republicans' majority to raise costs on middle-class middle families. House Republicans are also pushing a tax increase on middle-class families, an inflation-worsening tax cut for the rich, and high prescription drug costs as well. You know, it's funny that everything they say is everything that the Democrats have done and everything that Donald Trump tried to solve and tried to stop. <sighs> Now, why would there be all these various different events coming about? Why would they be trying to take down an old system and implement a new system? Because they already have the solution ready. They already know what's coming next. As we have CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currencies, programmable money coming out next. Within programmable money, you have this idea of gold-backed currencies to replace the U.S. dollar in the global south. And so uh, Saudi finance minister Mohammed Al-Jadeen um, said at a panel on Saudi Arabia's transformation and made clear that Riyadh will consider trading currencies other than the U.S. dollar. We saw this. But we know that the U.S. dollar would have to somehow gain notoriety or some power back to itself when it switches to CBDC. And one of the thoughts and theories of this is that it's going to return back to the gold standard. And it's going to be backed upon the gold in the reserves of the United States. And then anybody who ever wants to audit it, any of our debtors want to audit it, they can go to war with the United States over auditing it, right? So the United States can say they have this much gold, it doesn't really matter. But in perspective, um, I agree with gold-backed currencies. And think about what this does for the price of gold if that happens. Wink, wink. I think you guys all understand that. But uh, before we get there, there has to be massive downfall. There has to be a collapse of something to usher in the resolution of that problem. Another thing, I just got it. So this is interesting because the next story just came up. This is from, uh, I don't know why I'm on this mailing list, but I'm on moveon.org's mailing list. And it says, will you add your name to ask Congress to pass an assault weapons ban immediately? Interesting, isn't that? Because we already have an assault weapons ban. But what they're talking about is they're talking about Semi-automatic rifles that look like assault weapons is what they want to ban, and I'm completely against that. And now we have this. This is just recently, right now, entire town in lockdown due to multiple people being killed in multiple shootings. Um, I haven't seen that much on it. The story is, is specifically this. At least four people reported dead in Half Moon May uh, Bay mass shooting. Suspect is in custody. And so we're looking at about seven people total that are dead and the suspect is in custody. So the whole town is not on lockdown. I think they basically put up barricades. You got to be careful with uh, raw news on Twitter with what they're reporting. I think they're connected to uh, real raw news, in my opinion. Um, but we have uh, another one, Monterey Park. Ten people were killed and others were wounded um, on Sunday. 
This the suspect is identified as Hugh Contron, 72, who died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, the suspect was found dead in a van in Torrance after the traffic stop. The authorities found evidence in the van linking the suspect to the Monterey Park shooting and another incident in a nearby city. So this was in California. Both of these were in California. Both of these deal with weapons that look like semi or look like assault weapons. Uh, the 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 Asian guy had a what looks like to be a, a Mac 10 Uzi, but it's not. It's an M11. It's a semi-automatic Uzi that can be converted into a rifle. It, they're like it shoots rapid rounds per second. Yeah, as many as your finger can move and the recoil can bring. I mean, come on, it's not an assault rifle. I mean, he he might as well went in there with a you know an LC9 and just started shooting people. It, it, I'm just not con, con, you know condoning what he was doing, but I'm just saying. The problem is not the guns, it's the people, okay? The problem is not the guns, it's the people. And you got to wonder, why all of a sudden are we seeing all these shootings? How about this one? In Des Moines, Des Moines Iowa, multiple people were shot at a school with injuries. Current multiple, uh, multiple authorities were on scene at a shooting incident at a charter school aimed at helping disadvantaged young people. People say multiple people are injured at this time. So in the last... Three days, 24 people dead. Or sorry, sorry, more than that. Nearly 50 victims in mass shootings across the United States in 24 hours. 50 people. You know what this reminds me of? Does anybody know what this reminds me of? Is about to drop. Let me see What happens? Here you go. How do you know when something very big is about to drop? Attacks increase in all directions. Something big is about to drop. False flags, people. When do you expend ammunition? Why are they having all these mass shootings coincide with each other all during this time? Because something big is about to happen. Will it happen this week? We'll see. I don't know. This is going to be interesting. Huge spike in terrorist suspects caught entering the U.S. border. U.S. federal agents arrested 38 suspected terrorists at the southern border in the final three months of 2022 as a flow of illegal aliens into the country surged to an all-time high. Wow. These aren't just like, you know, these are... People who are known on terror watch lists from different countries. And of course, they're not going to release the names or the identities of these people. But we have a severe problem at our southern border. And I think it's time. I think it's time that, you know, Texas and and maybe Texas, because Arizona's not going to do it. But Texas starts going out there and they start saying, hey, look, we're going to have our own Texas border patrol and they start hiring veterans to come on down there and they arm the shit out of those veterans i think that's what texas should do that'd be great or private security on all the borderland farms Hmm. Yeah. let's listen to this talk about 1984 what is the nature of your prayer today democrats want to control your thoughts and it's jail time if you don't like it let's listen to this we just wanted to sort of come over and just say hello in the first instance, but sure. also just to inquire to, you know, to your activities for today. Well, I'm praying. Um, just for your
your awareness, you are in an area which is governed by a public space protection order. I don't I, know if you're aware I am aware. of that public space protection yeah. order. Um, they also call it a safe zone. There are signs located in the area, uh, just to make you aware of that and the area where certain activities are prohibited. Sure. Yes. Um, in terms of that, um, can I ask what is the, the nature of your prayer today? What is the nature of prayer? I'm praying for my son. I don't want to pray, but I don't want to sort of um, ask you to elaborate yeah. on that. But um, sure. uh, at the same time, it would be remiss of me to sort of yeah. not mention the, like I said, the area of the activity. Sure. Um, in terms of that, there is a clause within the public He was arrested after that for praying in public, which I guess in the UK, the PSPO areas are like free speech zones in the United States of America. They're anti-free speech zones where you cannot express your right. And it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that the, the UK has fallen like that. And guess what? That's here in the United States too. We're seeing the same thing happen here. And if we decide to do nothing, if we decide not to fight back, God help us. But you know what happens when Antifa fights back? <laughs> he can't breathe. He can breathe just fine. So you can hide it. So you can hide it. Make it quick so you can hide it. We all got it on video. Don't hurt our friends that were just rioting, burning, and destroying property. Sure, I guess uh, we will just let them walk. And I want to see how many Democrats in Congress start providing for uh, GoFundMes for these Antifa victims. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. You know, one day there's going to be Nuremberg 2.0 in in publicly funded news organizations like NPR are going to be held responsible. And I hope they drag these journalists in and I hope they drag all these propagandists in and they hold them accountable for the words that they wrote. The FDA considers a major shift in the nation's COVID vaccine strategy. The Food and Drug Administration is considering a major shift 
The goal is to simplify vaccination against COVID and perhaps adopt an approach similar to what is used for the flu vaccine, the annual updates to match whatever strain the virus is circulating. This is according to a new federal official who spoke under the conditions of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly. People, stop getting vaccinated. Nobody needs to get vaccinated. Just, just stop. If you're out there and you're getting vaccinated or any of that stuff, please just, just stop. It's depopulation. It's an agenda. It's happening for a reason. So this one goes to why the egg prices are so high. Let's listen to this. All right, y'all. So here's my take on what's been going on with the egg situation. Everybody keeps asking me, why is the price of eggs so high? Everybody knows that they are extremely ungodly right now, right? Well, here's a chicken conspiracy for you that's not really a conspiracy. It's being confirmed not only here in our house, but apparently all over the nation. And nobody said anything about it because we all just assumed it was winter. They stopped laying in the winter as much. And come to find out that everybody across the nation stopped getting eggs from their chickens altogether. Nobody got a single egg all winter from their, everybody's reporting end of September to like mid-October, the chickens stopped laying and ours stopped laying in September. We hadn't had a single egg all winter. Well, we discovered, we have a little escape artist here, Luna, our white leghorn there. She can get out of the coop and just, we can't contain her. Anyway, she started laying again about a month ago and we discovered that well, that's weird. She started to lay and nobody's laid in months. Like we have gone months. You go, Margo. We've gone months without any eggs at all. So we started looking into it. And then finally somebody said something in one of the chicken groups. And they were like, hey, is anybody else's chickens not laid a single egg? Because we've had them for 50 years and we've never gone a winter without a single egg. Not one. Not one single egg. Well, we started letting our chickens out. And to free range. We usually feed them. You can see they're not even touching the feed anymore. Like this has been here for three days. They don't want it. And apparently everybody who's been feeding their chickens this type of feed has stopped getting eggs altogether. So people who aren't able to let their chickens free range or can't run around the yard at all aren't getting any eggs. Kind of convenient when eggs are the price of, I don't even know, gold at this point, I guess. But yeah, so let's check over here and see if we have any today where they've been out. All right. And apparently the feed that is coming out is uh, nutrient deficient. And this is one of the reasons why. Or there's something that's put in the feed. But either way, we have to realize that the whole system is rigged against us. That animals, let them free range if you can. I plan on that when, uh, so we're, we're, we're going to be renting a house in the next town over, which is more secluded, which is good. But we're eventually going to buy on uh, an acre, two acre plot. But I can't wait to get a chicken coop. I can't wait to have my own chickens. Like, I'm, I'm excited about it. So, please, let, let that still be a thing in a year from now. <laughs> All right, what the hell? Canadian doctor says... Canadian doctor says increase in stroke is due to stroke season, a phenomenon he only recently heard about. <laughs> what? A Canadian uh, urgent care physician, Raj Baharwa, 
spoke to CBC News' Rob Brown on Sunday about an incredible increase in the number of strokes healthcare providers are seeing. Dr. Harjwa responded, I don't know about this either until last year, but it turns out that after flu season, about three or four weeks later, there is stroke season. And like you said, most of Canada is getting down on a big hump of the flu, so now we're starting to see more strokes. This is disinformation. This is how disinformation agents work. Uh, just you're going to see more in that we're going to enter heart attack season right after stroke season. Seattle runs out of morgue space due to fentanyl overdoses. This is from Headline USA. Morgan, Seattle, Washington has run out of space due to the massive influx of fentanyl overdoses as a dre- deadly drug continues to flow across the southern border. Seattle King County Public Health Director Faisal Khan made a grim morgue admission at the Board of Health meeting um, that the medical examiner's office is now struggling with the issue of storing bodies because the fentanyl-related death toll continues to climb. Obviously, they have a finite space in the coolers they use, and that space is now excluded, exceeded, exceeded on a regular basis. And I don't know if you guys heard me talking about it last week, but, I mean, this is... You know, someone wanted to comment on there and say the fentanyl doesn't come from China. No shit, Sherlock. The fentanyl materials, the the raw materials to make fentanyl are being delivered to the cartels directly from China. We know this. And so, you know, we have a severe problem of of warfare going on here. This is the multi-domain battlefield. There's economic, social, cultural. You also, the, the drugs would fall under the cultural. And if you start looking at these liberal cities, uh, you know, San Francisco, cities in Washington, Oregon, New York, all you're going to see is massive homeless and massive drug addicts. And it's pretty sad and scary. But you have to wonder why this is happening. The reason why it's happening is because this is warfare. This is the way warfare is being done right now to destroy a country and bring it down to its knees. Let's listen to uh, Pfizer CEO talk about about the, um, the status of the the booster in the U.S., there's been a CFTC and FDA investigation into safety, potential safety issues surrounding stroke for elderly people who have gotten the booster. What, what do you know about that? No, I think what the CDC said was that uh, they saw a signal in one small database, and as a result, they triggered a very comprehensive review of all databases in existence, and they discovered nothing. So then, just, but just for transparency, it was the- and they discovered nothing. They discovered nothing. No, they didn't discover nothing. They discovered a whole bunch of stuff. And even Pfizer and Moderna's documents that were coming out. We are heartbroken. Are discovering a lot colleague, more. Than. Alan Kamizrov has died from a heart attack. And what we are discovering is that this is happening all across the nation. Longtime Fox News Channel executive Alan Kamizrov, dead at 47. <laughs> hmm. Died suddenly, right? We're seeing this all over the place. 35-year-old middle school teacher collapses in front of students, dies suddenly. Pfizer knows this. Moderna knows this. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of Diamond and Silk and what happened. If we heard uh, Silk's comments, and actually, you know what? I'll, I'll get a little bit into this because this was my speculation that, that Diamond was vaccinated. Um, and people are like, she wasn't vaccinated. You don't watch her show and all this stuff. Okay. I understand I don't watch the show, right? But there's there's indications here of what was said 
that she was potentially vaccinated. I don't think that this happened specifically from vaccine shedding. And I think that if this was happening because of vaccine shedding, then we'd be seeing way more deaths and symptoms from unvaccinated people like this. And let me find this real quick because I want you to listen to the video of what Silk says specifically. Because Silk doesn't say that this was from shedding. There it is. Soon as okay, let's let's watch this. Diamond hung up the phone. She said to me, "I can't breathe." It was suddenly, out of nowhere, and no warning. I got her to the kitchen table, opened up the back door, so that she can get some air. I'm going to fast forward this a little bit to where she talks about it. See, truck came and came into the, the yard and the EMS came into the house. They did everything that they could. But what I want to say to everybody is don't you dare call me a conspiracy theorist. Because I saw it happen. I saw how it happened. I was there when it happened. And it happened suddenly. I want America to wake up and pay attention. Something ain't right. It's time to investigate what's really going on here and get some answers to why are people falling dead suddenly. As- okay. So according to their, their, their show and all this stuff is that Diamond and Silk are not vaccinated. This is what they said. But being someone who's an influencer and all these types of things, if I was in their shoes and I saw all these people coming out against the vaccine, I would probably say I wasn't vaccinated too. Did Diamond and Silk lie to their audience and say that they weren't vaccinated when they were real? It's a possibility. What Silk just said right there, that does not say that, you know, oh, you know, because she would, I think she would have clarified this. Is that like, hey, look. She died suddenly because of vaccinated people around her were shedding on her. But she didn't say that. She said that Diamond died suddenly. She saw it. Don't call her a conspiracy theorist. Which indicates to me that Diamond was vaccinated. So I don't know. There's a lot of people attacking me for that. All right. Uh, Love the Beach said, Josh, my daughter-in-law's father died in his sleep last night. No jab, no health issues. He's younger than I am. Well, you know, listen. People do die. People do die at younger ages. Okay. Um, there's a lot of reasons why. Here's one of the other things I want to point out as well, and, and, and I apologize, and I'm sorry for your loss, is that people lie about their vaccination status, especially because of public ridicule, okay? So, you know, not saying that the person was vaccinated or was not vaccinated, we don't know, right? But some people succumb to fear. Some people are in the middle of COVID and they see the vaccine and they're succumbing to fear and they believe what the science says and they secretly go out there and get vaccinated and they don't tell anybody and they just tell people that they're unvaccinated, especially people in their social paradigm because they don't want that to change. That could have been what happened with that. I don't know if that's what happened with Diamond Silk. I'm guessing here, but I'm guessing because of the comments of Silk and what she said. Well, let's go get into some irony here. FBI boss who investigated Trump for Russian collusion arrested for Russian collusion. <laughs> yeah, this is no joke. F- former FBI agent Charles McGonagall 
uh, was head of counterintelligence at the New York field office and a part-time investigation into supposed collusion between Trump and Russia, was arrested Sunday over his alleged criminal links to a Russian oligarch and money laundering operation that basically removed sanctions from that Russian oligarch. You know, if you guys don't watch the blacklist, you need to, because what you're seeing here is like the blacklist manifesting in real time. It's, it's unbelievable. I've read this article today. I'm like, whoa, that's like straight out of the blacklist because that's exactly what they tell you is happening. Oh man. All right. What else we got here? And this is coming from Carrie Lake. This can't be good for Katie Hobbs. No bombshell discovery. Today's Senate testimony confirms nearly 40,000 ballots illegally counted. 10% of the signatures reviewed. Uh, think about all the election of desires. She deserves a apology. And there you go. It's like, look at the signature comparison. Massive difference in signature comparison. And so this is what those people are supposed to be doing when they do these ballots and they're not. And I think that Carrie Lake... If a judge is not on the payroll, has a chance. We'll see. I don't think they'll ever allow her to actually, do, not but I think there's a chance. Um, favorite, fed, uh, favorite Fed toy boy, Adam Goldman, tomorrow with Project Veritas. This is going to be a big one because listen to what James O'Keefe is saying here specifically. We have a First Amendment in these United States, and I'm allowed to be on these streets and ask you questions. You understand? I've got emails between New York Times reporters and the Department of Justice. Thanks to Mr. Tom Fitton Judicial Watch, we filed a FOIA request. Are you scared about what I might find? You typically follow people? Is that what you do? You stalk people? Yeah. James. I don't Mr. work in, James. I don't work in symbiosis with the federal hey, government. James. James. Scared. James. How are you? James. James. How does sunlight feel? We have a first. I think James is calling him a demon there. How does sunlight feel? But this is going to be big. Uh, Adam Goldman emails directly with the New York Times and the federal government collaborating on who knows what they were collaborating on. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens from that. Uh, a new video has emerged of uh, of uh, Ghislaine Maxwell claiming that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was murdered in jail. We already knew this. Uh, I was thinking about sending her a shirt saying Epstein didn't kill himself. And uh, we we know that they know. Interesting enough, Lindsey Graham claims world order is at stake if USA does not give tanks to Ukraine. Of course it is. And this is one of the guys that Donald Trump has just picked to help out with 2024. Uh, I just hope that Donald Trump really does have his heartbeat or his, his, the pulse of the American first people underneath him because he, he's making some interesting statements and then then that, I don't know. Uh, I think Lindsey Graham's a piece of shit, but that's just my opinion. But, you know, I guess like when you're in politics, you have to play that game with the people that are involved and then work to remove them. So... We'll see what happens with, with that. I hope we don't send tanks to there because Russia will look at that as a severe act of war uh, within Ukraine and an escalation. And we could potentially see war breaking out between NATO and the United States here relatively soon. 
Ukraine conflict could soon spread, Serbian president has said. Belgrade is under pressure because the West wants to focus on Russia. Uh, Belgrade is now facing pressure from the U.S., EU, and NATO over Kosovo because of the conflict in Ukraine, which is likely to escalate soon. And so we could, if we could, if there's a breakout of war between um, um, Serbia and, and, and Bosnia, uh, this could get really bad, really, really bad, really fast. Let me go here. I'm, I'm running out of time. And so I wanted to see, we talked about most of these. Okay, we talked about most of these. Um, this was interesting because we've done a few shows on this. Ultimate anti-aging remedy is ultrasound therapy. Sound waves show fountain of youth effects on cells. I found this incredibly interesting. Ultrasound therapy could delay, stop, or even reverse the aging process. A new study reveals scientists in Texas are working on turning back the clock in human cells by zapping them with low-frequency waves. The process restarts the cell division, awakening like a zombie-like state, and triggers cell dysfunction and even disease. <clears throat> we the experiments in older mice found that their cells become reinvigorated, helping the animals run further and faster on a treadmill. Treadmill, the treatment even cured one individual's hunchback after it worsened initially. We treated it twice with ultrasound and it was back to behaving normally. I don't think rejuvenation is a strong term. Um, according to the statements, the findings offer hope for warding off virility, keeping people fit into the late 80s. 70s and 80s, and the clinical trial is planning the stages to see if the technique is safe and can combat aging-related diseases. Is it too good to be true? We'll have to see. That's kind of interesting. Uh, I wanted to go into here. I saw Gump. Thank you much. How much does Facebook keep? I have no idea. I haven't checked on Facebook. Um, I, as far as I know, it's probably the standard 20%, but thank you so much for that dollar on, uh, on Rumble there. Gump, much appreciated. Looks like we had some uh, some pill donations come in, guys. I don't have Vince here, so he wasn't collecting them all. But thank you so much for all those donations there. And as well on DLive, guys, it looks like the luckiest followers in that. Hillbilly Jackill got uh, 145 lemons out of that uh, that bucket that was distributed. And top contributors today, Holly RR, Patriot of Pisces, and JCMC0007. And thank you all for all your donations tonight. Um, so for you guys out there, redpills.tv, the new website is out. If you are not subscribed, just head on over there, redpills.tv. There's our new website. Really easy to navigate. Little description. Um, support the Red Pill. There's the three ways in which you got Give, Send, Go. You got Cash App, and then you got Crypto. The Crypto takes you to this page right here, which is uh, kind of like a crypto wallet page. And you can kind of show all the wallets of which you can, uh, we, of crypto that we can, we can take in. And then we have our show descriptions where you guys can see that. It'll take you directly to the Dark Delight Show website where you can listen and get linked up to the Dark Delight Show. And then you just click out of that. It'll take you to uh, redpillradio.online. Well, that's not right. I don't know why that backdrop's in there. I think they upgraded my backdrop. I'm going to have to change that. But anyways, you got uh, all the different shows here and what times that they're on. And then our affiliates, if you guys wanted to check them out, Honey Colony, which is one of our newest, redpills.tv slash honey, getgoldtoday.com. That's Dr. Kirk Elliott, getting your gold and silver in your IRAs uh, or getting your 401ks transferred over. My Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash patriot. Use that promo code RPP at MyPillow. And then uh, sherwood.tv slash redpill if you're interested in taking care of of your health and uh guys i appreciate you all tonight uh vince did have the night off he'll be back with us tomorrow but uh much love respect god bless you guys you guys take care and we'll see you guys tomorrow on another episode of the daily dose have a good one
Gotta find it. Oh, there it is. All right. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.